welcome to part two of my conversation with Nikki Reed. This is The Chronicles of Mr. There I think is... that's that's one of that's one of the gifts I feel like I have. Was... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, one of the gifts I feel like I have is to is to be reflective. That I, now sometimes that could be that could be detrimental because you're reflecting so much that you can't ever see like we did something good here. But what I'm always trying to do is see, even in a situation where I feel like another person might be wrong, they should have did this, should have did that. Then I think, but can't control them. Is there anything I could have done? Because I can't fix anybody else but me. Which is why I tell people all the time. You can go through and tell everybody in this building what you feel. That's fine event, but they can't change it. So it's eventually going to come back to me. So you might as well tell me so I can try to help you with it. And when you talk about veteran teachers and, and different people having different needs, I have a veteran teacher. She's one of the most amazing. Remember um, Mimi Houston that we had in our school? Okay, she's like her, but for art and older kids. Classroom looked the same. Go get her, got everything. Go, I mean, amazing. Every kid wants to be in her room. We go in her room. When we need a minute, we go in her room. But when it comes to new things in technology, it takes her a minute to process. She's going to ask lots of questions. She's got to get things through. And, it, and, and, it, and, you know, she's got to get a hold of it before. So she might ask you the same thing several times. And if you don't have the patience with her, you could run her off because you're not being, you're not recognizing that's the area. She'll tell you that's the area. So if somebody tells you, one of the things I, I have a problem with is when somebody tells you what their weakness is and then you use it against them. You can't do that. If I say to you, my problem is that I talk really fast. Then when you miss something in one of my meetings, you can't be like, well, that's what she always talking fast anyway. No, what you say is, yes, she does talk fast. I should have went like she told me and asked her to repeat that or I should have taken notes or record it because she's already telling me that. Not mm-hmm. use it as an excuse for when right. something doesn't go the way I want it. You right. know what I mean? And so I will say this, this year, as far as my staff has been supportive in a way that it wasn't last year and I'm grateful because last year I didn't have that. But this year I feel like people are team players. They want to do what's right nobody's perfect, but I, I I have a good sense of most of the people are trying. We had a lot of new teachers and that was hard, but just the effort of people to do what's right for kids and to, to, to try to make a difference or like you give them something and then you see it. For example, we talk about explicit. I was trying not to be condescending because they were adults. I don't want to be like, you should do it this way, but I didn't realize that sometimes showing people is more effective. Well, not, I do realize that, but I didn't want to do that in that sense. But finally, I kept saying, and this would seem like such a simple concept to me, when you're walking people in the lines, you cannot let them go that far ahead of you So, and then go meet me downstairs because they're going to push. They're going to do all kinds of stuff before they get downstairs. I said, when you're walking in line, the kids can't be behind you when you're in front of them. That's not going to work either. I said that a bunch of times. Finally, I said, okay, y'all, I'm not trying to be funny. Let's go in the hall. <laughs> so I said, where is, where is it where you can no longer see the students? And they told me. I said, so where's the probably the best place for us to stop? And then we came up with the end that was better. And then by the next day, I could see people going, stop at the corner, stop here. But in my mind, I just didn't understand why they needed all that. But it doesn't matter what I thought. Maybe another group, I could just tell them and they would understand what I said. But this group didn't understand that. So I needed to figure out, okay, for some stuff, I need to say, let me just show you what I'm thinking so that we are thinking the same thing. And not because I don't think you're crazy, but I just want to make sure what's coming out of my mouth is what you're actually getting your head. You're interpreting what I'm saying because you can see it now. Yeah, that right there, that right there has happened several times too, even with students Yeah, where I may read something about a kiddo and I make this assumption in my head and then the kiddo's in front of me and I'm just like going based off of the thing that I read, which is why I no longer, I don't ask the former teacher, how is so, how is so-and-so in your class? 
don't tell me. I don't want any. Yep. I just want to be able to. That was in stuff. your class. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yep. And then similarly too of what you're saying of, whew, it may be super clear in my mind. <laughs> it may mm-hmm. be obvious in my mind, but then for the other side, that's not always the case. And usually right. for me, that's many times not the case. Try to be explicit as possible. Awesome. And what I also awesome. saw was for myself next year, why even have the drama of it? Next year, I've got to make sure. So we put up some signs. I love it to the teachers do it, but I can't leave it to them. Next year, the signs will be up on the wall. This is where we stop. Stop one, stop two. And then when you put the protocols in place, when leaving the cafeteria, there are three stops to make along the way. Those are simple things you can put and also help someone who's never taught before or or never had their own classroom. That's one less thing to think about. Oh, we all stop here. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is what we all do. Again, systems. Now, one of the reasons why that's hard in education is because there's never any time to develop the systems. Because in order for you to put the system together, you're doing it over the summer. Well, the teachers aren't there over the summer. So you know when they're learning, while they're working. Yeah. And that's harder. Yeah. Most jobs do off-site off training. They come back and they implement it and they have time for those things or they get the training on the new computer program. They're not training on the new computer program while there's customers sitting out here. <laughs> Unless maybe they're at McDonald's. And even at McDonald's, <laughs> they got somebody standing right next they to them to help them through it. Yeah. That don't work. That's not how teaching yeah. works. You're like, yes. So there's this new program. And we're going to give you two days to learn it. And mm-hmm. then I want you to go back in that classroom. You get right to it. And as a principal, you know that that's not the most effective. Just like when people get workshops and they're doing just sitting and listening. And you're like, okay, why would we go to graduate school and, and, and undergrad and we're learning? You know, that's not the best way to teach people, adults or kids. But that's the way they teach that's you in graduate school. You're like, yeah. I don't really understand what yeah. we're doing. You're modeling really bad teaching strategies. Yes. But that's what happens. I, I mean, you're saying it again. And I appreciate for you saying the thing out loud of like, there are so many things that are thrown on a teacher's plate that it, it makes, it doesn't make any sort of sense. And I, right now my mind is like, I know, hey, I have my AP and then I have the principal, then I'm sure there's a board, superintendent, et cetera. Do you feel like you have the, the support of the people above you so that you can take the time? Because I've seen principals who just look like they're being wrecked. So it's like a catch 20. I feel like they're trying to make a lot of changes in the district to mm-hmm. give us more of it. So we just recently got um, um, an academic director who is a former principal who okay. is amazing. And so I feel like through her, I'm getting so much. She's more connected to the everyday because she literally is still a principal while she's doing that. And then she'll be the academic director. So I feel like she has in mind and she'll say things like, we can't give the teachers one more thing. My teachers have had enough. We can't do that. We need to we, we need to pull back some. We like for example, when we gave them the new initiative right before um SBAC testing to the preparation those nine weeks, we had a um we had a, a half a day PD coming up. Rather than give them more PD, we introduced to them the idea that we wanted to do the, use the interim uh, um, assessment benchmarks. We wanted to use that bank to pull out questions. We gave them that time to get the questions together. Rather than saying here's what we want you to do, but there's no time, and we did that twice. We did an SEL day when we were supposed to have an um, all-day PD, right? and it was so cool. And this is what's funny, though. We first put it together. People were like, why can't we just go home? And why do we need this? Like, my, my, the art teacher I was telling you about, at first she was like, I don't really understand this. But she wrote me a thank you letter at the end. She said, I didn't know what I needed until you gave it to us. We had yoga. We had a video game truck. We had smoothies and vegetable wraps, a great breakfast. We had a, a Zumba room. We had a, um, what else did we have? We had games. We had all kind of stuff. But what it did was allow people, we wouldn't let people work. 
So the only people that work with the people on the, the professional development committee, because as teachers, oh, you want me to help you get that? You want me to take this bag? No, we had a painting room because you don't want to be, you don't want to really get in this because that means relaxing and letting it go. And for some of us, we only know how to work. And so we don't understand. And so what will happen is, okay, I could have gave you the day off, right? But how many people would actually went home and sat down and did SEL for themselves? Yep. Not many. You might've just, you've been at the mall, you're doing shopping, you're cleaning up. And you'll say, those are things you enjoy and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you don't even realize, I just needed to talk to a friend. Yeah. I just need to get to know people. I just need to hear their story. Yeah. I need to be able to play on a video truck game and have no reason, no PD going with it just cause it's fun. Joy. I need to be able to get yoga and do it just because I want to. I Joy. need to go in a room and paint and people are laughing and cracking up and saying, look at what I painted. And Joy. they got cupcakes in there. Yes. yes. And we, when I tell you the reviews, everyone said best day ever. We need to do it again every year at this time, right before we get ready for the spring break and go away. Yeah. It was a really cool day. We had, a re and our academic director was the one who led us there. She was like, she, she along with the, um, the student support service was like, but well, this is a cool way that we should bring people together. And, and why don't we do something big? And it was really nice. I, I enjoyed the day. Yeah, I enjoyed watching other people just have a good time. Sensational. It was nice. Sensational. Oh, Sensational. those are the kind of things we can Yeah. It, it, as you were speaking, what it, it made me think of, um, you ever see Coach Carter? Yes. With uh, Samuel Jackson? And there's yep. that scene at the end. Well, it's not the end end, but it's pretty know, Oh, it's my favorite scene. I know yeah. that's my speech. You know, you know where I'm going. What is, yes. Oh, what is your deepest fear? Your deepest fear mm -hmm. is not that you're afraid, but that you are um, powerful beyond measure. Yes. It is your light. When you give yes. your light to shine, you give other people the right to shine theirs. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have a right to hold back what you have because it was put here in you for a purpose to serve someone else, to do someone else justice. And when you hold back your light, you don't give other people the opportunity to shine. When the you don't permission. become the teacher yep. you're supposed to be, when you don't become the doctor, the lawyer, you are holding somebody else back. Somebody's destiny is being held up because you refuse to step out and do what you're supposed to do. And I want to post so bad, and I started writing it today, but I wanted to get it right, that there are people out there who are supposed to be teachers. Mm -hmm. but because of the pay, because of all these TikToks and things saying you shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. There are people who are walking away from destinies where they can be teaching in a way that could save a kid's life. Like, I don't even think people understand what teaching does. It's not just about the instruction. We are literally, in some cases, the only thing between a child saying, I'm giving up and I'm never coming back doing this again. Between a child saying, I'm not, I'm going to hurt myself, but I wouldn't because that would hurt Miss so-and-so and she's going to be at school tomorrow. I won't do this. I'm not going to go on the streets and hang out because so-and-so, Mr. Pierre, wouldn't be proud of me if I did that. They don't realize. I had a student one day, I'm driving, I'm walking, right? I'm doing my exercise. Somebody pulls up and I'm like, what's happening? What's going on? People pulling up on me, right? What, what, he jumped what? out the car. Exactly. He said, Miss, 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 Miss Mitchell, that's you, that's you. He said, I knew it was you from the walk. He said, I had to stop you. He said, I had to tell you. He did. He from said, the walk. You. From the walk. He said, I had to tell you. You are the reason I love math. Mm. I love math because of you. I loved it because you, Miss. And I was like, first of all, math wasn't even my thing. I took on that because they asked me to teach it. But I, because I needed, didn't, wasn't so good at it. I made sure I broke it down for them. But for him to say that to me, when I taught math, was almost 20, 20 years ago, 20, 15 years ago, and he was in fifth grade. This was a grown man. Yeah. And that people don't realize that that's what you are doing. We need people. Even if you can only get five years to it, you could get five years. You know what I think sometimes when people quit teaching or just anything they're called to do? I think to myself, what if Fannie Lou Hamer quit? What if Sojourner Truth quit? What if Dr. King quit? 
What if Mary McLeod Bethune quit? What if uh, 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 Booker T quit? Their lives are being threatened. These are people, people were trying to kill them. This isn't like they just didn't like them. People were trying to kill them. And they said, okay, for my people, for our struggle, I will. Fannie Lou Hamer's story is, is I love her story because here was a woman, she was in her 40s, sharecropper, mind her own business. She didn't even know she had the right to vote. She figures it out, tries to go to vote. They shoot up her house, tell her to get off the property. She runs, but she never goes back. She, she said, I was free then. And then she got her own people off, did all that stuff, national television from being a sharecropper and getting your house shot up because she said, they're already killing us. I might as well stay and fight for me. That's what I'm talking about. It's being sick and tired of being sick and tired, but it's not gonna change if people keep quitting. And I understand the system needs to change. I'm not saying you let people treat you crazy. But that doesn't mean you quit teaching. Maybe you find a different school, a different spot, or do it a different way. Maybe you run after school program. Maybe you do a tutoring or mentoring program. Maybe you do a program that supports schools and gets funding for schools so they can have better yep. teachers and yep. systems. Maybe you do that and not just quit. Yeah. We are at, a, at an epidemic, and it's going to hurt our kids more than anybody else. Everywhere is hiring. That should be a red flag across the country. I'm hoping that the government will eventually do something where they give free student loan. I mean, they've been, they're supposedly fixing the student loan system, but I know I, I believe when I see it. But hopefully they'll start to think like they were giving out money when people joined the military. They were giving out money yeah. when people did it. Maybe that's a way to get people to realize it's bigger than you. And like you said, the process is not the product. We need people willing to be a part of the process because we're losing. And I'm not talking about that all schools are bad and that everybody's not being educated. That's not, I'm not even talking about the education piece. I'm talking about our children's lives. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And so if we can get people, encourage people to do something, if you can't be in a classroom, fine. Well, how else could you support our schools and our teachers? 100%. Because we need it. 100%. I, I, I want to say that, I think it was Mr. Craggett and I was listening to one of his classes where he said, at one point, like you mentioned, MLK was a student in someone's class. Michael yep. Jordan was a student in someone's class. The yep. world chess player was a student in someone's class. So one of you who was sitting in my class, you're going to do something fantastic and magnificent. And I'm just going to be one chapter of your amazing story. Exactly. And I hope as an educator, like I encourage you and I, I give you what you need, even if you don't know it's what you need um, to become that, that incredible, whatever, fill in the blank. Right. But yeah. And I also know that it's not just one thing. You can also, you can be a fantastic writer, yeah. a fantastic singer, fantastic. And like you mentioned, teach for however long. Yeah. And it's going to take time. Please don't quit after the first year. Yes. And don't quit teaching because of the leadership yeah. or because of what, look at the school and say, okay, yeah. let me learn what I can from this place and try different places. I've said to people, if you leave my school, I want you to be better than when you came here. Even if you leave me. Yeah. That when you go to another school, you do better. Yeah. I don't want you to leave here not being any better of a teacher than you were simply because I'm worried about you taking your skills. No, I don't like when people come in and use our kids and all that. But I, but the point is, when you come under my leadership, I want you to have learned something and be better when you leave here. And that's my hope, is that's that it. you go somewhere else and say, you know, that principal, she really helped us to X. And yeah. I've had people come back and tell me, and I appreciate it because sometimes you don't know. When people do leave, they say something. It's when they call you back later and say, you know, I just want to let you know this. Or let me tell you what's going on in my life now. Right. That's helpful. But I, I definitely know that. I don't, I understand the people doing the TikToks and all that stuff. And I, I guess this is, it's been really frustrating me recently because I get it. But I don't know any other industry where people will create whole 
And they're funny. Some of them are hilarious. They're hilarious. I can't lie. But they'll create a whole, and they create a whole genre around um, being angry about the job you're at. So my thing is, you seem like you still want to be connected to it because you're doing that. But what you're basically doing is using the system to make you money, but you're, you're, you're destroying it at the same time. Because what you're doing is making people who don't, I, first of all, I don't even know what kind of teacher you were in the first place. So I don't even know what your experience were is what you're saying, the full picture, don't know. But what you're doing is you're painting a picture for people who don't get an opportunity to see it. And all they see is what you're saying. And you're, for some people you are, um, what do you call it? Um, you're bringing truth to what they already believed about us. And so how does that help us? And Echo if you say chamber. you love kids, yeah, if you say you love kids, how is that helping kids? Now, if you're taking that money you're making and building a school, creating something new, you've got ideas for changing the system, and maybe it's behind the scene that we don't know that, okay, but we won't ever know those things. Mm. Like, now, there's this one guy. He's, he's this one guy. His TikTok is about, he started off really good, like, just funny. But recently, he's been bringing up a lot of the, the violence that is happening in classrooms. But again, I go back to some of that stuff was happening way before this, but nobody cared. That doesn't mean that the kids were right or wrong, but some of them have mental health issues that's not being, they're not being helped. Mm. And, and now what they're doing now, which I, I guess is a good thing, a lot of hospitals are now opening up, um, psych, not psychiatric wards, but, but bigger spaces for kids with mental health issues from like ages five to and up because they didn't have those before. But the point I'm making is that he's pointing out valid things. But then my next question to him would be, okay, so what's the solution? Right, right, right. How do we fix this? Like, okay, you showed us to me, Here's what, and if you say at the end, here's what could have been done to fix that. Here's what we should have did. Now, this is funny to watch, but the reality is we got kids in the class that have been traumatized. What are we doing for those kids? We got a teacher that's been traumatized. What are we doing for them? Yeah. What are we doing for a child who is actually still a child, no matter how many deaths she's throwing? She's yep. still a child. What are yep. we doing for the child? Yeah. And I think that that's something we have to get back to, but because we don't look at children, especially our children, mm -hmm. as children. We think they know better. They should do better. That's ridiculous. Where their mother at, she didn't raise them right. And all those things do not have to be true. They could be, but they don't have to be. It, it's interesting. I'm taking a class in one of the books that the professor mentioned is called The Yardsticks. I have to find the, the, the author where it goes developmentally. Remember, yes, even, yes. even though this child may be six foot three, if this child is 11, mentally and emotionally and cognitively, this is where yep. the child is. Do not look at, and what you, you're speaking to of, you know, our, our kiddos, our black and brown kiddos, they look at them and immediately, oh, you're so much older. You're so much, you should be far developmentally here, this, that, mm -hmm. you, you should know this. And it's like, he's a boy. He's a boy or yes. she's a girl. Like, and yep. at their age, particularly for my middle school kiddos, 10, 11, 12, maybe even 13, that's a kid. They're, they're yep. frontal, prefrontal. It's not developed the way that us as a not to twenty five, right? And so, yep. with that, um, with that understanding, I so many people, if they would just don't look at the physical and just be able to mentally break the mental that hold that you have on yourself, let that go. To be like, all right, this this kid <laughs> is just right. a kid. How do I speak to a kid? Right. What are and the just, moves I that I need right. to make as as the adult? So yep. that the kid will be able to hear me, listen to me, and then go from there. Yep. And yards, since we use that a lot, yes, uh, when I was in elementary school, but I want to bring it back yeah. this year for, I mean, next year for my teachers so they can be clear that some of the stuff, and I do hear my teachers sometimes saying, 
but he is just being a kid. That's what kids do. Like, it doesn't mean we allow kids to do whatever they want. No. But let's not act like it's abnormal. Yes. Or it's just something so weird. It's 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 for us to fix it, but yes. or to help them get through it. But it's still a regular thing what kids do. And I think we forget that sometimes. And so we get frustrated about things we shouldn't be frustrated about. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to part two. Part three, coming soon.